Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. Come on, give God some praise right now. Come on, give God some praise right now. He deserves all the honor and all the glory. Thank you, Pastor Letty. Such an amazing woman of God, amen? Thank you for always extending love and grace. We talked about it this afternoon, truth. <laughs> Such an honorable couple, and I'm, I'm, I love them. Um, and I also, again, want to thank our assistant and associate pastor's wives for coming all the way. You guys are crazy. They're, they're crazy. They didn't even eat, and they just got, out, got in a hotel. Did you guys at least get the cookie from Doubletree? You'll get it later then. I love you guys, not because of what you give, but I love you because who you are. You guys are God-fearing women of God. Amen? You know, the call, this call, that we're all here today, right, tonight, and what we're expecting God to do today. Everybody came here anticipating and wanting God to do something. You know, we want to never give up, always contending, always wanting God to move. But sometimes this walk, as Cindy just spoke about, totally aligned with my word. Totally straight up aligned. Thank you for hearing God. Amen. The enemy can come and he could detour us and derail us. And sometimes what we do is we, we could come in this type of environment. We're excited. We want to see God move. We want to hear that we're going to be blessed. We want to hear that we're going to be victorious. But my friend, I'm here to tell you there's a real enemy that wants your soul. And he has nothing better to do steal your children, your destiny, your future. He wants it all. He doesn't play. He plays for keeps. In Revelations 12, 7, 9 says, Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. And the great dragon, she just talked about it, was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth, and the angels with him. I don't have time to dabble into the complexity of this scripture, but I'm here to tell you. People say, not now, the enemy's not here yet. My friend, you look at the sign of the times, the enemy is here, and he's not, he, again, he's playing for keeps. He's trying to destroy our children. He's trying to take our destiny. He's trying to take our future. But it's time for women of God to rise up. This is called a rise. We shouldn't come to play. This is war. Let's pray. Why don't we all stand? Nevertheless, this fight is happening, or it will happen even more. But the victory's already won. I said the victory's already run. So why don't you lift up your hands, every believer in this place. Don't think about anything else. If you left your kids crying or whatever's going on, don't think about anything. Because this, I believe, is a supernatural move of what God's going to do. And the enemy's going to do everything he possibly can to make you ignore exactly what I'm saying. Because I didn't come to tell you anything else, but I've come to right now with an assignment. And that is to expose the enemy and his tactics. 
So Jesus, right now, I declare your word will go forth upon every woman. And Father, that it would go and it would prosper and bear forth fruit. I come against every lie of the enemy that will try to twist, that will try to devour. I come against every lie now of unbelief. Right now, we come against even religion. Father, I ask you right now to break every stronghold. Right now, bind up every stronghold. Whatsoever is bound on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever is loosened on earth is loosened in heaven. And I declare tonight that there is going to be victory in this house, that there's going to be declaration in this house. And I'm declaring that right now. Come on, shout hallelujah. You may be seated. Although I want to speak about, you know, thank you very much. You're amazing. That worship was awesome. You know, I always tell my church, I'm not the nice speaker. I'm not the one that's going to tell you you're going to be prosperous and you're going to be, you're virtue What You know, you're a woman of virtue and you're all that. But I get to the ugly stuff. I, I, I literally come, I'm, I'm an exposer. I love to expose the enemy because I love to see God be victorious in someone's life. Someone who's down and out where someone says I'm depressed or filled with anxiety or is filled with fear. I love when God comes on the scene and he sets someone free. That's the type of person. If the devil can raise hell in heaven, what makes you think he won't raise hell in your life? The devil is always trying to get our minds and our hearts. He wants us to be distracted. He wants us to be discouraged. How many are there? He wants you to be defeated. But we can resist his attacks by following the Bible's instruction. The devil has been squatting too long in your life. I'm only testifying this because I lived it. He's been squatting too long in your life. He's been taking up space. And some of us have literally, wrong sign, you put a for rent sign right in the front of your home, it stands there in the name of Jesus, you put a for rent sign, you've allowed the enemy to come in, you've allowed him, you've left open doors, where you lacked prayer, you've allowed him. Where you lacked seeking him and worshiping him, you allowed it. When you lacked coming to church and making an excuse, you've allowed. You've allowed the enemy to come in. You said, go ahead, come in. Welcome to my home. Take my children. Take my husband. Is what we've done. When we've gone against the word of God and we did not contend and we, we left our place as women of God. Amen? When we allow the enemy to rent space in our mind, then eventually he'll go into our hearts. And we begin to take a worldly perspective rather than a heavenly one. We take a worldly perspective. Are you taking notes? Rather than a heavenly one. One way is the way we talk. Hello? The way we talk. Some of us in here still cuss with that same tongue. You were just worshiping God just a moment ago. With that same tongue, you're still cursing God or your children. Oh, that hurts. But you know what? I told you, I'm not a nice speaker. It's going to be good. I promise you. Oh, she's mean, Letty. Don't invite her back anymore. 
I don't like that, Vivian. I want her to tell me that I'm blessed and that I'm beautiful. You are ready. Forget that. We're going to get dirty right now. Come on. It becomes normal. Cussing becomes part of our livelihood. It's okay. No, it's not. Of course, joking. Some of us like to joke. I'm just joking. No, you're not. You need to stop. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Our entire consonant, it changes. It changes you. And then you're, you're nasty and you're ugly and you don't like the way you feel. It's because of things that you allow. See, it's like the Holy Spirit and, and the enemy, they don't mix. It's like oil and vinegar. It does not mix. You can't try to make it one because it won't. And I'm going to hit another one. The way we dress. I'm 58 years old. I am not going to be caught in a midriff. You have no business wearing a midriff shirt. Hello? The men in this church, in your church, to get, they come to get away from that. They don't need to come in a place that's holy to see that. We don't need to see your Grand Canyon. Some of us don't have one, but it's okay. <laughs> your little anthills. It's all right. You're beautiful. Come on. Come on. Let's be real. Come on, ladies. Let's be modest. We're a virtuous woman of God. You don't need to be showing your stuff. What for? That's the world. And what I'm saying, that's what happens. We put on that worldly perspective. We put on that worldly, well, the mannequin's wearing it. Yeah, but that's not you. And you cannot wear a midriff. Amen. We'll move on. We rent space. We allow the enemy to infiltrate. Now, I'm right here to tell you right now, I'm not here to highlight the devil. I, I'm not here to give him any glory. Heck no. But I need you to know that there's a real devil. And I'm not going to give him any glory at all. I'm just trying to expose him. I'm here on assignment to expose him. The Bible tells us to guard our heart above all above all else, for it determines the course of your life, Proverbs 4.23. This means that we need to be careful what we allow into our minds and our hearts. We need to fill our minds with good things. We need to surround ourselves with people that would encourage and uplift. You're going you're gonna to hang around with somebody that's a doubting woman. You're going to be doubtful eventually. You hang around somebody who cusses, you're going to end up cussing. It's kind of that thing I say in my head, you are what you eat. You are, you're going to eat a hamburger, you're going to look like one. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It attaches itself. Everything is spiritual. I tell my children, everything is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. And everything that you allow in your heart, it's going to manifest itself, whether it's good or whether it's bad. So make your choices wisely what you allow inside your heart. The Bible also says the weapons we fight, they're not weapons of this world. On the contrary, 
They are divine powers to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretentious that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to the Christ. And we will be ready to punish Every act of disobedience, once disobedience is complete. And that's one of the things that I think is that we don't take captive those thoughts when they enter our mind. We don't. We, we sit there when we think about it. Are we like, yeah, you know, we sit there and we enjoy it. We sit there and we eat on it and we like it. But we have to immediately, when you know those things, don't align with the word of God. You know they're not for you. And you have to. Some of us might have to. And the Bible says to pray on all occasions. And sometimes you're going to sound like, man, I just feel like I'm just battling and battling. But no, you have to take every thought captive. I take this thought captive. You don't sit there looking at guys, single ladies, and, you know, I'm just going to, it's not, I'm not sitting. He just looks great because God made him. No, because then your brain goes somewhere else. And then you find yourself doing things that you shouldn't do because you allowed things in that mind. You didn't take it captive. And what the enemy found was a foothold to get in. And then what you find out, this is just a little thing. The enemy doesn't play fair. And what he does, then you'll find yourself doing things you should have never done. And you find yourself in situations you should have never been just by that one little taste. Somebody should be shouting there. Oh, Jesus. This means we need to beware of our thoughts that are entering our minds. We need to make sure that they are in line, like I said, with God's word. If we find ourselves thinking about things that are not pleasing God, how many know what pleases God? How many know what pleases God? You know when you're not pleasing God. You know when you, when you cuss somebody out, or you know when you give somebody a dirty look, or you know when you get an attitude with your husband. Ladies, you know when you do that. And if you're not getting, getting convicted, I ask you what's going on with your walk. If none of these things are convicting you and you're feeling like this is cool, you know, whatever, then you, I, I question you. The Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. What kind of fruit do you have today? Your apple's falling on the tree, off the tree? They're a little rotten. That's okay. There's going to be deliverance today. Amen. Let's read Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. You guys have your Bibles? <laughs> Get your phone apps out then. Fine too. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Come on, look at someone and say, be strong. Be strong in the Lord. Put on that full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. You guys, this is Jesus speaking. Come on. This is like red letter coming out of Jesus' mouth. And saying, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers. Come on. So yeah, everything is spiritual. Against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world. That first scripture that I read, Satan is here. He's infiltrating and he's not in a little pitchfork and just like, I'm going to come get you. No, he's going to come try to kill, steal, and destroy, just as the word of God says. So we can't be playing around. And then I would question even further than that, why are you here tonight if you came to play? Because God can't have, my, my husband talked about it yesterday, he can't have 50-50. You can't be in one in and foot in one foot in and the other out and you're like, 
Do I want him now? Do I want him now? And then you're going to have a lopsided walk. And then you're going to come to church and ask everybody to pray for you. But we can't because it's your choice. It's your choice. Choose this day who you will serve. Thank you, Jesus. Powers of the dark world and against spiritual forces of evil and heavenly realms. Therefore, he's saying, therefore, he's telling you, come on now. Put on your full armor of God. When the day of evil comes, that you may must stand. Stand. Stand ground after you have done everything. After you've done everything. I've been there. After you've done absolutely everything. And you're like, God, I'm not hearing you. God, you're not answering. And things are going all crazy. All you do is just stand. You stand on his word. You don't stop praying. You don't give up. You don't stop being committed. You don't stop giving. You don't stop serving. You keep going and you keep giving. Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. With the breastplate of righteousness in the place. Place with your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. If you are not reading your word, ladies, you are not in a battle with the enemy. You're in the battle with the enemy, but also yourself and your manipulation in the mind that the enemy will come because he knows how to come in when you're not girded up in your word. He knows when you don't know your word. Well, I pray that's great. Prayer is great, but you gotta have this word in your heart. I always say that prayer... And reading your word is like a gun. And I believe that the gun is empty, and that's our prayer life. But the bullets is the word. And this is the word of God that we need in our life, in your prayer life. Because, ladies, you cannot make it without not being dope. You have to be devoted in this. This is his word. Salvation, the spirit of his word, the sword which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit. When is the last time you spoke in tongues? So as I say, I'm not, I'm not spirit-filled. That's fine. You'll get, you'll get filled tonight. Come on. I believe it. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. I always say this, you know, things sometimes go on in, in our houses, and some of you ladies are just like faithful You keep fighting that fight, right? Maybe some of your kids, you got some prodigals. I do. And you feel like, you know, I'm not seeing anything change. But that doesn't mean give up. That doesn't mean we stop what we do. I'm like, God, you know, I was even having a situation last night with one of of my daughters. But I'm like, I kind of chuckled. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, God, I'm still going to complete your business. I'm going to do what you call me to do. And that's what I always say to myself, Vivian, take care of God's business. He'll take care of yours. Come on. He'll take care of yours. It may not be in this instant that I'm going to see a change, but I know I'm going to see a change. It might not be while I'm alive here on earth, but that's okay. As long as God performs his word and he's going to, because that's his promise. When our strength is in God, then we have the promise of great power to conquer the evil. If your strength is not in God, you cannot do it on your own. It's not by might, not by power, but it's by his spirit. So if you are not walking in the things of God, if you're not walking in the spirit of God, you are going to run around aimlessly. Have you ever seen a dog chase his tail? That's what you're going to be like. And it's going to be over and over. 
and I call it the wash, rinse, repeat. How many love doing laundry? <laughs> Nobody raises their hand. It's like, I do. We'll give all our laundry to her. It's the wash, rinse, repeat. You wash, rinse, repeat. You come to church, smile on your face, put the Bible under your arm, and you go back home, and your, your house is a mess. And you do that every Sunday. You do that every Wednesday. It's the wash, rinse, repeat. And it just becomes just your life. It just becomes a mundane, mundane walk with God. There's no joy. There's no peace. There's no confidence in God. It's because you've decided to walk that way. You didn't decide, you know what? I'm going to take every thought captive. You decided that, you know what? Forget this. I'm not going to allow the enemy to rent space in my brain anymore. I'm going to stand for my children. I'm going to start praying. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to just start praying. I'm going to start reading my word. Before the apostle Paul goes on to tell us about the armor of God and about spiritual warfare every believer faces every day, he first begins by encouraging us to be strong. Didn't he just say that? Be strong. Look at someone and say, be strong. Before my dad passed away of leukemia, my dad was an amazing man of God, and he was on his deathbed, and he couldn't talk because the cancer already started to get him, and all he would do is he would just put up his fist, and he would tell us, be strong, because he knew, I'm sure he knew, like, good, good dude, the world's going to get worse. I'm out of here. <laughs> I bet you. He's like, shoot, heck no. Take me now, Lord, because <laughs> we know the world is really bad right now, and it's going to get worse. But be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. It is God, our source of power and strength for everyday Christian living. Amen? God power alone can stop the devil's scheme. His power. Who does the power live in? Greater is he that is who? What? Than he that is what? So who's that? Who's great? God is great inside of you. So you have the power. You have the authority to come against any type of demonic strategy, stronghold. And you have the power. You don't need no pastor. You don't, I'm, and I'm saying this in respect. You don't need no pastor. You don't need no prophet. You don't need to get on the phone and call Mrs. Prophetess. You just need to know that the word of God is in your mouth. full armor of God putting it on daily sometimes it gets heavy sometimes it's like I don't want to put my breastplate on that thing's heavy and I'm going through menopause and I get hot flashes <laughs> I'm being real it could be frustrating this walk when you don't see things happen. It could be frustrating when you're like, you've been faithful. You, you've, been, you've been like, God, I'm really trying here, man. Work with me here, God. And he's not answering. But all you do is you stand. Because I'm telling you right now, God will answer. God will move when you least expect him. God will vindicate you when you least expect it. But stay strong. Stay strong in the will of God.
will of the Lord. Amen. Stay strong. God has given us this full armor for protection. Amen. Put it on for our struggle. Not against flesh and blood. Ephesians 6, 12. The scripture tells us a time when David was faced with a difficult situation. But rather than rely on his own strength, which we are told he had none left. The first thing David did in his strength of feeling no more, he asked God, he sought him. Lord, I ask you tonight, what do you do when you're out of strength? What do you do in that situation when you have no more? What do you do again? Do you get on the phone, call your sister, which is good. We want to do that. But my friends, some of your fights are going to be alone. And God needs you to understand that you have to learn how to fight on your own. This is not, this is not a pool party. This is war. And the enemy wants you. He'll do everything he can possibly do to destroy you, to destroy me. I'm not exempt from this. And that's why we need to be strong. He wants our marriages. He wants our children. As they're trying to tell the kids now in school, it's okay, be homosexual. I'm going to hit it because it's out there. And teaching our kids, but yet we're told to get the Bible out of the school. Moms, why can't we take a stand in our children's school? What are, what are we ashamed of? Well, they don't let us do that. We're not allowed to do that. We need to take a stand. Because trust me, when we take a stand, God is right there with you. So no matter what you go through, and it's even those scary places where you feel like, I don't know if they're going to hear me. You might have some unsafe family. And you want to see them say, but, oh, they get crazy. They drink too much. I don't want to go over there. The Bible says to stay away from evil. Well, my God, Jesus sat with the sinners. Sometimes we use that excuse because you just don't want to be involved. I get it if you're a new convert. We need to be careful. But if you're strong and you've been there, you need to start witnessing to your family. Come on, you need to start. You can't be coming to this. You can't be coming to church and getting all pretty and praising the Lord. It's not for you. It's for the lost and the broken. We could stand strong and pray and live our life and we could do a rise and we can all come together and live here in our little happy cocoon and never reach the world. But this is why we do what we do. It's for the lost and for the broken. It's not about me. It's not even about you. You have salvation. You have the Lord. But our families that are deterring, they're leaving, they're, they're backsliding, they're going to hell. And we see them at birthday parties or we see them wherever and they're slipping with our fingers because we are ashamed to tell them about Jesus, the one that we come up and we worship, the one that we speak in tongues with. We need to share the love of Christ. We have to share it to the lost and broken. I work at one of the largest companies in the world, and I will name it. <laughs> I work at Google. <laughs> nah, not really. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> and God, when I got hired there, I was like, why am I working here? Lord, we have a church, and, but I now know. I'm not ashamed. It's a scary place to tell people at your work because you have, although, you know, that's not inclusive, and you have to be careful what you say. 
But they allowed me to introduce myself when I got hired for a role. And I went ahead and I could say anything I want. You could say whatever you want. So I said, I'm a pastor of a church. And this is our website. (laughs) This is our link. And I had so many women and men just wanting to meet with me. If you want to meet with me, let's jump on a GVC. That's a video call. And we jumped on that GVC. And they, t- they wanted to talk to me, but at the end, they said, you're a pastor. Are you a believer? I says, yes. Can you pray with me? Dude, this is at work. You can't be ashamed because God will open the door. He, wait, he will open the door. And that's what I'm saying even about the renting of space. We allow fear to come in our minds. We allow, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't know the Bible that well. Who cares? They'll know you by the word of your testimony, my friend. (laughs) This is the prime example of what happens when we lose focus. We become more about when we start looking at things, like when we want to go into the prophets and we want to go, maybe you want to go on reels and how many go on that? I want to listen to this preacher. I want to listen to that preacher. It's a prime example of what happens when we lose focus and we become more about personality. Google driven, search driven, AI driven. Then what happened to the Pentecostal fuel? What happened? Whatever happened to that? What happened to the Holy Ghost? What happened to getting on our knees and seeking first the kingdom of God and seeing all his righteousness added unto us? What happened to you, ladies? Where are you? David knew the source of his strength was God, and he ran to him. When was the last time that you ran to God? When was the last time David knew that while he was at his weakest and was able to fight his own strength, he could be strong in the Lord? So even though you might feel weak, know that God is stronger in you. And sometimes when you're weak, you just say, Lord, I need you to be strong right now. Come on. Some of you need to be, encourage yourself. I need to be strong in the Lord. Come on. Our enemy knows our weaknesses. As humans, he'll seek to exploit them. He'll do that. He's, he's, he's such a punk. He'll exploit them and make us fall. Even at our best We are weak and need God's strength. Even when everything's chill, yeah, hallelujah, everything's great. You're going to walk out of here. But you know what? I was telling the ladies today, I don't want moments. I'm tired of moments. Moments is like get on a roller coaster, get off the roller coaster. Oh, that was fun. And that's what church has become. Oh, that was great. And then it's gone. There's no residue. There's no transformation. There's no change. I'm sick and tired of church. I'm sick and tired of it just being the mundane. I don't want to ride a roller coaster. I don't want a moment. Do you remember that? 1902? That No. I want lifelong changes in my heart. I want God to change me because I'm wicked. I'm foul without him. So are you. He knows our weaknesses. Jesus said, remain in me and I'll also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. You can't. (laughs) Do it on your own. You will fail. It must remain in the vine. 
You must remain in the Lord. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in the Lord. I am the vine, you are the branches. This is in John 15, 5, 4. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing without God. I am nothing without him. Nothing. Tell somebody, you're nothing without God. You guys notice when you do that, I take a swig of water. (laughs) According to the scripture, the battle is not ours. It's the Lord's. (laughs) I started taking nine-round kickboxing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really slow, but I can move. (laughs) And um, I find myself, they call it shadow boxing. And you're literally not fighting anybody. And sometimes some of us are like that. The enemy's like, what? what? <laughs> and you're just aimlessly fighting nothing. You're just fighting a war that you don't even belong in. Some of us fight things in our mind. It's like, what? What? And I'm serious, I'm not trying to give him kudos, but I really feel the enemy's like, I'm not even messing with you. That's just your mind. (laughs) Some of us do that. Some of us allow him to come in our mind and make us feel like we're nothing, degrade us, make us feel you're depressed, make us feel like we're, I'm not feeling like I'm connected anymore. I'm not connected. I don't feel like I belong. No one talks to me. All the girls give me dirty looks. You're laughing because it's been done to you probably. Stop giving dirty looks if you do. Be nice. We will pray for you tonight. That God will give you a smiley look. You will look happy. You're just in your own battle time to get out of that fight. It's time to get in a real fight. Let's kick the devil's butt tonight. Let's kick his butt. Let's get him out for good. But don't let it just be a moment tonight where we all, yay, amen, and you go back out and you're still getting tacos and you're getting mad and you're giving dirty looks to people because you're the last in line and you're hungry. Being really serious. This is a lifestyle. It's, it's, it's when God comes inside, he, he, takes, he takes his place in there. You're, you know, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you know that you have power? Come on, inside of you, the Holy Spirit is dwelling and living. And it's just, just use me, just use me, just use me. Come on, just say a prayer. I want to move. I want to do something. I want to prove myself. But we just sit and we stew. And some of our Holy Spirit has cobwebs. Because we don't even declare God in our situations. We try to figure it out on our own. You become paralyzed. You forget who you are. Because the enemy has tried to just put a foothold on you. And he beca- only because you allowed him to. And that's where we need to take those thoughts captive. And that's where we need to fight, ladies. Some of you used to be cholas. I was telling Pastor Letty 
and um, Pastor Omar, I tried to be a chola. But I didn't make the cut. <laughs> Can I tell you guys this story? Did I ever tell you guys this story? They know this story. Like, here she goes again with a story. You guys want to hear it really quick? <laughs> you guys are ex-cholas that want to hear it. That's why. <laughs> you made the cut. So really quick, I was in seventh grade. And my friend I used to play baseball with, softball, Kind of like she went to the dark side. She wanted, this is when cholas barely, barely started, guys. Okay, yes, I was probably the, saw the choloism or whatever it's called. Start. I was the, the start when the chola started. And she became a chola. <laughs> she became a chola. She wanted to join a gang. And I'm like, okay, I know my parents are going to hit me. They're going to spank me. I can't do this. But all right, you're my best friend and I don't have anybody to hang around with. So I went ahead and. She goes, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to beat up this girl over here. I'm like, but I don't even know her. Doesn't matter. Beat her up. Because do you want to be called La Smiley or not? I'm like, I want to be called La Smiley. I want, I want to be called La Smiley because I smile a lot. So they went ahead and the girl's sitting on a bench. She goes, now go beat her up. I'm like, what do I tell her? Tell her you call her out. Okay. Walk over her. She's sitting on the bench, guys. I call you out. She stands up. She must be about six feet tall. <laughs> My sister's watching. She knows this is true. I didn't know what to do. I just started swinging. I jumped on her back, and I bit her head. I bit her head. I bit it hard. I bit her head. And she had to go to, she, I got suspended. She had to go get a tetanus shot because I really bit her head. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to fight. So, long story short, it's good to have fun and laughter, amen? Long story short, I got a spanking, I got in trouble, and the next day I joined gymnastics. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I didn't belong there. Because I'll tell you right now, destiny changed for me there. God had his hand even on there, on me there, just like he has his hand on you. He had his hand on me because life changed for me, where I took a different road and my friend took another road, where she ended up going, joining the gang and ended up locked up and then on methamphetamines. See how life can change when we make decisions. Thank God I had parents that spanked me, but God needs to spank you around. <laughs> he needs to spank you around. And sometimes we don't like that. We don't like when that word tells us, you better get it right, you're sinning. You better stop fornicating, you're sinning. You better stop looking at that porn, you're sinning. We don't like to talk about the bad stuff. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Paul was in jail when he wrote this letter to the church. I believe some of us might be in jail here physically. You might be going through some situations. You know, this jail that, that, that Paul was in, I can only imagine just, just the way it looked. It wasn't a jail where there's like, we have like Elmwood County Jail. That's not what it was. It was a dungeon. They were locked up, guys, in chains. And some of us here might be in chains. We might be trapped in our mind, in our heart. And even some of us here tonight might want to give up. Here is Paul, jail, ministering. You could do it. You could do it in your struggle. 
You can minister in your battle. The best time to minister is when you're in your battle. The best time is like, you know what? I'm going through something, but I'm not going to let the enemy have me here. I'm going to go tell somebody about Jesus. I'm going to go call that sister that had cancer. I'm going to go call someone and pray for them. We have to make ourselves available. Here are a few things that I want to align our hearts. The battle is real. The one hardest step, in my opinion, is that we don't leave situations to God. So often we pray, we surrender, and a few days later, I'm worried and I'm stressed all over again. How many have been there? I took my battle back from God. No, I don't want you to have it all the time right now. I was just kidding. Leave your battle with him. Leave, cast your cares. Leave them there at his feet and walk away. And know that God is going to prevail. His solution may not look like yours. And the outcome might not be what you're expecting. And honestly, it never is. He does things different on you. But God is fighting for you. Know that when you come into a place, your secret place with the Lord, and you're giving it to him, know that he's prevailing. Know that he's heard you. Trust that. I think what we want is we want things answered now. I don't want to wait. I don't want to be patient. You need to learn to be patient, ladies. The enemy, the real, there's a real enemy who wants to destroy you. There is a war in heaven and earth for your soul, for your destiny, your family. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, as I earlier said. You must commit to prayer. You must commit to the word. You must commit to obedience. In James 1.22, do not merely listen to the word so you deceive yourself. Do what it says. Do what it says, I said. The devil is a powerful enemy, but he's not invincible. We can defeat him by following the Bible's instructions and by relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the power to evict the devil. We have the power to get rid of this for rent sign. We have the power to say, you know what, Satan, I'm giving you notice today. I'm evicting you from my life. I'm evicting you from my family. You can't have my children. You can't have my husband. You can't have my destiny. Come on, some of you should be shouting. It's time to evict him out of your life. It's time to say, you're exposed. You will no longer have me. I'm serving your notice today, Satan. You can't have me. You can't have my daughter. You can't have my worship. You can't have my praise. You can't have my shout. You can't have my dance. Come on, now some of you need to shout because that's where your victory is at tonight. Come on. You need to be praising him. I believe tonight if you are sick and tired of the schemes, you're sick and tired of his plots. You're sick and tired of his tricks. I'm sick and tired of his tricks. But he will never stop me. No. it's time to grow a backbone ladies it's time to get you if you lost your praise get your praise back if you lost your shout get your shout back if you lost your dance get your dance back because greater is he 
I said, greater is he. And you know what? It's time for you to start prophesying over yourself. It's time for you to start prophesying those things that you don't see. You begin to prophesy. You begin to declare. You know what? I am a woman of God. I am a child of God. I am bought and purchased with the blood of Jesus. Come on. You got to start prophesying. Prophesy it over yourself. You are prophet of your own. You can prophesy things into existence. You don't need no prophet. You don't need me. You can begin to declare that over your life right now. You can now declare it. You can declare it over your life. The devil has no place in your church. That's your sacred place. Sometimes you come into this place and the enemy is just wrestling. How dare you? We need to get mad. We need to kick his butt. You ain't playing no more. When I come and I worship God, you ain't taking no space. No space. Don't give him an inch. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.